Alright, welcome back to the Nerf House Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. And I'm Ian. I haven't been on here for about a couple months now. Well, we haven't had it in a couple months. This is uh, <laughs> the second the second one. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, first of 2018. First of 20... Woo! Is it 18 now? Email. Yeah, right. I think so. Cool. cool. This is the top 10, though, movies of 2017. Nice. This is the list um, of who each of us thinks was the best movies of the year. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my number 10, which is probably controversial. Wait, well, wait, wait, um, can we get some? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm half asleep. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay, just uh, since I got some honorable mentions right here, I'm just going to list them out here. I'm not going to go into details about the, about these ones. I just want to acknowledge that I didn't really like these. Uh, there's just some that I liked better. So some honorable mentions that I had for is obviously a really good one that almost made my list was The Shape of Water. Uh, I also saw a rare uh, movie that I don't think either of you saw called Columbus that was really good that you should check out. Oh, I need to. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, there is a great movie called The Little Hours, which was h- absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman is fa- absolutely fantastic and gets an honorable mention here. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 also gets an honorable mention for me here. And then there is a wonderful animated movie called Mary and the Witch's Water, uh, which is Flower, which is Flower. Mary and the Witch's Flower, that gets a good men, uh, mention too i'll also mention uh and i'm blanking on the name here so tom help me out it's blade of the immortal yeah yeah blade of the immortal also gets an honorable mention here for me wow you saw a lot of good movies, lot of good movies. i did i did thanks to th- thanks in part to tom and thanks in part to being in, living in la it helps yeah <laughs> and movie pass like we went and to like pass. two or three movies a week since like we got that yeah, this this podcast is sponsored by Movie Pass. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Movie Pass would help my worst of list. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, because uh, we saw a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, do any of you have any honorable mentions you guys want to mention? I do. Um, so I just came up with these at like right before we started. Um, I also had Mary and the Witch's Flowers. Um, I put on Spider-Man Homecoming and a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. I'd say Spider-Man as well, as an honorable mention, and uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and, I fucking uh, need to see a ghost story. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, keep going, I, I'm interrupting you. I guess Justice League as well, and The Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay. I haven't seen The Greatest Showman yet. Oh, I, man. I, I, I sort of want to. It's it's, it's not good. Oh, it's, okay, but it's Fair. but it is good. I don't know how to explain it. I've heard that I've heard that it's problematic, but the um, due to the real life um, story <laughs> yeah. behind it. But at the same time, it's uh, the music is incredibly catchy. You could do a podcast about that movie. It's all right. What, <laughs> Once I see it, uh, well, we should do. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guess I'm seeing it. <laughs> you are. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll, if we're gonna do a podcast on it. Yeah, I guess you got movie pass. 
Yeah. Might as well, right? Yep. All right, so uh, I'm going to start with uh, my 10 through 8. All right, go ahead. And this one, number 10, is pretty controversial. Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I know it's long and tedious and everything, but also I thought it captured a lot of what the first would try to do and also expanded on the universe of Blade Runner as a whole. And I thought the performances were, were great. The direction was awesome. The cinematography was amazing. Um, there's like a really, it's like the there's a really interesting orgy scene. You guys have seen it, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. I saw it with you. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> people didn't know that. So. No, but there's an interesting like orgy scene where it's, I, I I just I like the whole artificial intelligence and like uh, Ryan Gosling's girlfriend or whatever i like that storyline I, I would i would hesitate to say orgy scene at most that is a threesome yeah that's the word sorry i'm, I'm still waking up threesome because she takes on her digital form anyway when they finally find harrison ford i love that scene where he just punches the shit out of ryan gosling um yeah, it's not as good as the first one. I didn't think it would be, but it's, it's definitely a worthy sequel, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. But, uh, alright, my number nine is Wonder Woman. Alright. Nice. I enjoyed it. Um, made me cry at the end. Um, but I, I oh, really? Mean, yeah. yeah, I mean... Are are we talking about? I mean, we've all seen. It. Are we talking about the uh, the 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 Yeah. No, that's fair. That's her fair. Whole, it was a very mess, noble sacrifice. Whole message. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like it was a big moment for for women. Yeah, I also really like they successfully to me pulled off the uh, the villain who you think is the villain is not the villain, and it right. didn't piss me off. So. You're right. I didn't. Well, you know, I didn't. Ex- I didn't see it coming. Like I really yeah. didn't see it coming. Well, I didn't see it coming in Iron Man three either, but it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, well, that I can understand. We've had long talks about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is way better than Iron Man three. Yeah, that's a lot of. Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's you know typical yeah. coming of age or fish out of water stuff, but it's still pretty damn funny at times, and um, I enjoyed. Performances quite a bit. The direction, I think, the direction really. Patty Jenkins really directed the shit out of this movie. Um, uh, I agree. Hopefully, yeah. DC lets like James Wan make their movies and and whoever else is directing whatever whatever movie they're gonna make next. I feel like they should just let their directors direct. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, Pat. Like, if if any, if like Justice League is any indication uh, to too much. Uh, corporate manhandling and Wonder Woman is a good indication of what happens when you get when the director gets a little bit more control over it that should say something exactly for better or for worse so my list is a lot of these movies I cried in and I don't know this is a big year of tears for me <laughs> number eight is Coco 
Oh, Coco. Oh, damn. That one fucked me up. I mean, it's good. it's a great movie, but it's just like, goddamn, it's like it's like Up, but the whole it, it just the whole movie is good. I, and Up, I like the first ten minutes, but Coco, as a whole, is one of Pixar's best movies, in my opinion. Oh, very much so. I would, I would yeah, I would, agree. I would agree with that. I would post make that an honorable mention, but I made the honorable mentions just now, so I forgot about it. You forgot about Coco, right? Yeah. Dare you. Coco, Coco is definitely somewhere on my list, but I won't reveal where quite yet. <laughs> yeah, I, and they have a great twist in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, and I didn't yeah. see that at all, either. No, I didn't either, which they it, it made perfect sense afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, yeah, so... A great so family beautiful. movie, a great movie about moving on after death and grievance. Oh, it's just, it's, there's, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's really for adults, even though it's a kid's movie, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I was a kid, I would really pick up on all this stuff that's in, it, in this movie. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that's my 10 through 8. 10 through 8. So, uh, all right. Uh, Tom, do you, Tom, do you want to go next or me? I don't care either way. I'll go next, then. Hold on, let me pull out my list. All right, so my first, my number 10 spot is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, I put it this low, because I put it this low on it. One, uh, because first, I I did really like this. I did really like this. uh, Tom, I've had some. uh, Has everyone seen this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have. I mean, Tom. I've. We, we've talked. I mean, honestly, the biggest drawback for me was that the um, that the the the, the Finn Rose plot uh, subplot. Oh yeah. Where they going to uh, going to the uh, uh, the that casino and whatnot, trying to find a master code breaker and whatnot. While uh, I thought the world looked pretty cool, despite what other people say and whatnot and everything, I it was still very superfluous. And felt like they were just giving them a thing to do, um, while the other, like the other two subplots with Poe and uh, um, and, and Ray, were much more interesting. Uh, so, but that being said, those two other plots with Poe, with Poe, and then the one with Ray uh, and Grumpy Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren were so great. I really, really loved it. Grump, uh, grump, grumpy old uh, Luke Skywalker is one of my favorite characters of this year. Like, he is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, just there's that moment when he's facing... When he goes out and he's facing Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren comes out of his thing and is like, are you here to save my soul? And he just looks at him and gives him this, like, like you know, this, like, really tired look. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like I've done this shit before. Seriously, you're just a whiny wannabe. Like it's like it is like I really, really did enjoy it, and it did make sense. Uh, his explanations of why he wanted the Jedi to die really did make sense. Like you know, if you'd seen the prequels and seen how how like kind of in a way. In, in its own vain way, corrupt the Jedi did become. They they really did uh, um, cause their own downfall, and uh, you can t- and you can tell that, um, and you can tell that Luke 
sees that and then also sees his own mistake with his training of Kylo um, and uh, the final mistake he made uh, before uh, Kylo officially turned as being like, well, Jedi, uh, like, you know, this whole way of the Jedi has fucked up the universe again and again and again. Maybe it just needs to go away. Well, I get that. Um, my number nine is a movie I don't think either of you saw, but I got to see at AFI Fest called The Ballad of Lefty Brown, mm. which I do suggest you guys check out. It's a it's a really great movie. Um, very, very character-driven. Uh, Bill Pullman plays this character named Lefty Brown, and the whole idea of it is what uh, like you know you got and you when you got these movies uh, well when you got these like tv shows like the lone ranger um and all these like john wayne movies and whatnot these westerns there's always a hero and there's always a sidekick and i'll reveal this in the opening moments of this movie so lefty brown is the sidekick and his and the hero his partner is shot and killed um and so it's and the sidekick in all these movies tends to be you know a little bit incompetent, a little bit dumb, a little, you know more 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 there for comedic effect. And so we have to see this guy who is you know very much probably that kind of character take the reins and try to figure out who killed uh, who killed his partner and what and uh, and avenge him. It's a very great story. Um, I highly do. I highly suggest you guys check it out. Um, my number eight is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I I really enjoyed this movie. I could say that about all these ones, but I really did. Um, just you know, getting to see Spider-Man in more of a um, of a high school setting. We got a little bit of that in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man, but that was never really explored as much. Um, getting to see him in that in that setting really like really kind of gave this air to the character of he's still learning. He's still trying to, he's still trying to figure out the ropes, having Iron Man in there as a veteran, um, you know, superhero did also give credibility to that. Uh, not to mention, um, it has one of the best, uh, super villains in recent memory of, um, of, uh, the, the vulture, uh, and just it, it, a, not just a super villain with like a with, with a uh, you know blue collar black, black um, backstory, which is very interesting. Like he wants to you know you know stick to the man ultimately, but he also has a family that he has to take care of, and that's a big and the big you know the big reveal is that um, that Peter Parker has the hots for what he what is revealed to be his daughter. And that's a big, uh, that's a big uh, source of uh, of conflict for him. Um, it's a it's a fantastic movie. I think uh, I think both I think Tom Holland and uh, Michael Keaton uh, pull off some really really great uh, performances in there. I find uh, Zendaya's uh, uh, debut as uh, as MJ is actually really really hilarious. Um, I, a stoner, a stoner MJ is actually kind of funny to me. Um, and it will probably will bring an interesting dynamic to that, um, to that character in the future. Plus, um, if there was one downside, I would say it's that I could have used a little, like having, um, 
Oh, I'm a Don, uh, Donald Glover yeah. um, in that yeah. movie. Like, look, he's a look. He's a fantastic actor. He was in it for two scenes. So unless they plan on using him in the future, I don't know. I didn't see too much of a point, but that's just me. Uh, that's my top eight. As uh, yeah, nice. yeah, or uh, ten to eight. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I love Spider Man. Star yeah. Wars is honor- honorable mention for me too. Forgot about that one. Oh. <laughs> All right, Tommy, I'll, I'll go with honorable mention on that one too. It didn't make my. Um, I mean, the greatest showman's on my honorable mention. I got to put Star Wars on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my number ten is uh, Big Sick. So this was one. I never saw the Big Sick. Yeah, it was good. Um, I don't know. It's a little. It was a nice romantic comedy with a premise that I've never seen before. Uh, basically, the two of them uh, get together and then break up because um, his like parents are very religious and are trying to set him up with you know, a woman, like, like he's supposed to be in an arranged marriage and he's just kind of blowing him off. Right. And then, uh, he tries, then she falls into a coma. And so he ends up spending like, uh, a week with her, her family waiting for her to come out of it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really well done movie. Um, it's based on, it's based on his real relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's based on a true story. So everything about it, it, it was really good. Well, um, my number nine is uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I haven't uh, What is the director's name? He did... Um, Starts with an M. McDonough? Uh, yeah, Michael McDonough, I think. Yeah, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough, okay. Um, no, McD- I haven't seen it. McDonough, he's Irish. Gotcha. Well, he did uh, um, In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths as his third feature. For me, In Bruges is still better, but yeah, this one is probably above Seven Psychopaths for me. Super dark comedy, um, as always, but uh, great performances all around. Um, Woody Harrelson was was interesting. I did not expect where his character went. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell, him too. That was an interesting arc. Interesting arc. Yeah, and yeah, just a very unexpected movie. It went to very dark and weird places. Uh, number eight. This one's going to be controversial. Dunkirk. I love it. Are you still there, Ian? I think he froze. Did he? Oh, what the, I don't know what's going on. It's all good. Uh, no problem. All right. Okay, I think, we're, I think we're good right now. Okay, cool. So my number eight is kind of controversial. It's Dunkirk. Um, I don't that's what why is that controversial i've heard like i've had some 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 of my people like some people that have seen it like thought it was really boring but uh i thought it was really good but go ahead sorry i'm interrupting you 
well, I think it's going to be on Daniel's uh, worst of list. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we'll see. There you have it. Um. Well, anyway, it takes a lot of risks. Uh, a lot of risk. Anyway. Go ahead. The nonlinear structure works for me. Uh, I like the ticking in the background. And seeing it at the dome, it literally felt like you were shell-shocked because the, the, it, it sounded like bombs were falling all around you. So I greatly enjoyed it. Right. Um, and I, it seems like Nolan is going for um, either Best Picture or Best Director, both. So, Probably best photography. Hopefully not. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know. I, I, he obviously had a, a cinematographer that was different from him, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my 10 through 8. Uh, you want to do uh, 7 through 5? or? Yeah, let's do... Uh... I'll do seven six. Then we'll do like our top five. Okay. All right. All right. Number seven is Big Sick for me. Um, Tom covered it pretty well. I don't want to spoil anything for Ian. I definitely need to see this movie now. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's on Amazon. I think it's a Prime exclusive now. All right. Number six for me, The Disaster Artist. I thought this was a uh, great behind-the-scenes movie. I'm sure you guys will give more insight, because I have yet to finish The Room. I can't get through it. Um, but <laughs> you, need to, you need to watch it in group. That's the way you get through yeah, it. If you need to watch it in a group or in a, theat in a theater, There's apparently there's going to be... There's going to be a wide, uh, wide release of The Room um, fairly soon. So you know you should you should look into you know going and seeing that in the theater with a bunch of people because that's honestly the only way you're gonna get through it. I gave eighteen dollars to Disaster Arts. I feel like that's that's enough. I don't want to give any more money to Tommy, Mr. White. though. <laughs> but no, I think James Franco definitely deserves. You're not bring me apart, Daniel. I feel like James Franco definitely embodied Tommy. Just a, yeah. every, every, it's just a well-made movie, and pretty. It's actually inspirational. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, I'll you know, it's, the disaster artist is also on there. I'll talk on my list. And I'll talk more about it yeah, when it yeah. gets there. But yeah, cool. But so I agree. Ian, what's your seventy-six? Uh, let me pull up my list again. Uh, my number seven is a movie I don't think either of you saw either. It's a movie actually that came from Japan uh, called Your Name. Uh, there is a Japanese title that's a little longer, but I do not want to butcher the language here. Um, it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's a it's kind of a it's it's Freaky Friday esque, where it's basically uh, it's about these two. It's this guy and girl. Um, that both uh, that for some reason, um, you know, I won't I won't reveal the details of why, but for some reason they end up just switching bodies. They've never met each other. They, they don't know who they are, and so they like wake up the next. They wake up in the morning and realize, oh fuck, I'm in this other person's body, 
and have to, you know, go go about their day figuring that out and uh, and and at the same time kind of learn more about each other and what and uh, who that who these people and who they are ends up becoming, you know, sort of a star crossed lover uh, lover story about two people who have never met each other but yet are suddenly thrust into the most intimate setting of being in the other person's body. Um, it is, uh, but it is really, really, a really, really touching movie. Um, you're talking about movies that brought you to tears. This is one that, that did for me. It is a, it is a fantastic movie, very well animated. Um, I would highly suggest, uh, checking it out if you, if you can. And, and there is one thing that I will touch upon this movie. So, uh, most, uh, if you've ever watched an anime, most animes have like an anime opening that kind of gets you into the into the mood. Most uh, mo- most like animated movies from Japan don't have that because it's a movie. This one, on the other hand, does have what I would call an anime opening, and it is. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, "Okay, interesting." Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is a it's a great movie. I definitely suggest uh, checking it out. Uh, my number six is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I mean, what can I say about this movie that hasn't been already said uh, by multiple people? It's a fun time all around. Um, I mean, really, like fi- letting uh, Chris Hemsworth finally uh, as Thor uh, really stretch out his uh, his comedic muscle with it. Uh, actually like really really works for some of the absurdity that is the cosmic um part of the marvel universe like it worked for the guardians of the galaxy and considering he this this uh movie outside of maybe mm, 10 12 minutes of it is never on earth is uh is absolutely hilarious absolutely fantastic jeff goldblum is in this and is probably the most Jeff Goldblumy that I've ever seen him in, and he's like he's pitch perfect in it. Um, I loved I loved uh, the bits with uh, Hulk. Hulk is excellent in this. Mark Ruffalo uh, does a great job, um, and I will and I would like to also throw in that uh, uh, is it it's Tessa Thompson I think mm-hmm. I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, the uh, the 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 actress who plays Valkyrie, absolutely hilarious. I like you know, uh, she you know plays like the she plays this uh, veteran kind of this you know she looks young but she obviously is uh, a veteran of many wars, drinks a lot, doesn't like to form attachments. She is and uh, she is really really fantastic in this movie as well. I give her a lot of credit for a lot of the laughs that I had um, in this movie. Not to mention uh, Korg. Well, I loved Korg. Korg, the uh, the New Zealand the New Zealand uh, uh, voiced by uh, Taiki Taiki Watiti, the director uh, the director of it is absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, those are my, uh, uh, that's my seven and six. The battle at the end on the rainbow bridge. Is, was absolutely great. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Um, so my number seven is, uh, baby driver. Uh, I've taken to calling this drive 2.0 cause it's kind of a similar plot, but, uh, 
uh, it, it's really funny. I love the the soundtrack is all other songs, which has a like huge plot significance since the main character uh, has tinnitus and has to constantly be listening to music in order to uh, get rid of that hum. Um, great performances all around in this one. Uh, I spent the entire movie trying to figure out who the villain is, and then when we got to the to the climax and we found out who it was, I was like, oh, damn, you were the person I least, least expected, uh, but everyone else is dead. <laughs> Nice. Now in real life, it's great. Wait, wait. Yeah. There was a twist. Well, I mean, I thought at first that the villain was Jamie Foxx. Spoilers. Then he dies. Then I thought it was Kevin Spacey. Then he dies. Then it turns out it's John Hamm. Well, they're all bad people. Well, yeah. But I was trying to figure out who the main villain was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was John Hamm. I saw it through a different <laughs> lens then. Lens then. I just saw it as their like an ensemble, like an ensemble. bad people. He's stuck yeah. in this bad, corrupt evil, corrupt evil bubble. Bubble. That's true. But, I mean, you need. we knew going in that at some point there was going to be a climactic battle between Baby and one of the villains. I, I didn't know Which, that. Well, I thought it was kind of obvious just because that's the structure of the movie that they're following. I was too swept in with the musical. Okay. I, w I was trying to guess the structure then, I guess. Um, so my number six, I don't think either of you saw. Uh, it's called Brawl in Cell Block 99. No, uh, but you told me to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Vince Vaughn uh, is in a dramatic role. And that sounds like that should ruin it already, but it's actually amazing. He wanders on screen... Like, the opening scene, shaved head with a cross tattooed on the back of his head, and from that point on proceeds to beat the crap out of fucking everyone. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this director's first movie, so I'm going to have to try and rewatch it and see if I uh, like it better. Um, but this one is... It's actually surprisingly subtle, considering the source material. And it... Uh, it starts off as a crime movie, becomes a prison movie, as the title would suggest, and then becomes a horror movie, but it happens so subtly and so organically that you almost don't realize it's happening. Uh, very well done movie. Alright. Uh, I gotta check it out. Yeah, I do, yeah, I mean, once it becomes available in some sort of rentable uh, format. I, I bought it. We so should we definitely, definitely want to. See. So we watch it. Oh, you bought it. Okay, perfect. Okay, we're definitely watching that. Yeah, it came out the day after Christmas because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Apparently, or you know, yeah. might be people like might be flush with that, that Christmas cash. 
late gift I, I guess idea. that's oh, true. It's fun. He's a funny guy. Let's let's get this one, and then people oh, yeah. are just taking it back. <laughs> oh no, this one even I I sat down and watched it with Ricardo, and Ricardo is hard to. He's not one to be like, oh yeah, this movie is dark or whatever. And he was like, that was super dark. I, I couldn't do two movies like that back to back. Yeah, it's uh, I, I but I can see that happening where somebody buys it and thinks it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh. But speaking of uh, comedies and musicals, uh, number five for me is Get Out. That was a joke. Oh yeah, Get Out. It's a bad yeah. joke. The the Golden Globe. Yeah. That's on a, that, uh, that, I should add that to my honorable mentions. I did really enjoy Get Out. Uh, Jordan Peele tweeted after they uh, put it in his musical slash comedy. Uh, he tweeted, "It's a documentary." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's accurate." Uh, yeah, I really I, this movie just as accurate as it being a musical slash comedy. I'll tell you what: one, two, three of my top five I saw. Early in the year, yeah. and there's, st- uh, but yeah. part of that is due to I haven't seen a lot of movies. Lately. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Lately. I probably have a, t- a top ten list of movies that I need to see that are out right now. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah, I, get out. I I still need to see Molly's Game, and I love Aaron Sorkin, and I've heard that it's really fantastic. I've, I I want to, so I haven't seen that one. But. I want to see Phantom Thread, Call Me By Your Name, I, Tanya. There's a shit ton. Yeah, there's yeah. too yeah. many to list for me. But Get Out is still one. I'm gonna Get Out is still one of the best movies of the year for me. It's stuck with me. Um, it's it's like a bad Twilight Zone dream ish thing. Oh, very we can much talk so. more about. It. I'm assuming yeah. you guys have it. Or Tom, I know Tom probably has it on his list. Yeah. I have it on mine. So, um, that actually, um, in, in a way, it kind of reminds me. If it had something more to do with technology, it reminds me of something that should be should be on that TV show, Black Mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 true. And they kind of go there with the examination with stuff the examination. at the end there. Yeah, and there. But I think it's more Twilight Zoney. Zoney. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, if they had made more out of the process of putting one person's brain into another, I guess it could have been Black Mirror. But yeah, it, it's a little well, more that, Twilight Zone. Not, yeah, that was not the focus of it. The focus of it was the uh, you know, the was the ca- like the casual uh, the ca- um, highlighted casual racism, and then also yeah, pretty much you know, and just the struggle and the struggles um, um, that uh, that people of color. Uh, have to go through in comparison to uh, 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 white uh, white people. Yeah. All right. My number four is John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, bigger budget, bigger stakes, just bigger cast. Uh, we we venture into more of the continental, what it's all about. I just I just love the action, how it's just filmed, how it's like just feels raw, and Keanu Reeves is perfect for playing John Wick. 
and I, I'm just excited to see more adventures with John Wick. I actually saw a comic book is coming out, coming out. but I'm probably not going to get it. I just, I don't know why there should be a comic book, but I don't know why. But, but uh, I, I don't know, I just, I know it's probably not a popular pick for a top ten list, but I, I just really enjoyed this movie and the franchise. It was really well done. I, I enjoyed a lot of that movie. Um, the Mirror Maze sticks out to me. Uh, very Lady from Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, set up for Chapter 3, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know if they're going to land it. I don't know if they're going to land it. We'll see. Yeah, see. hopefully. Um, should I just <laughs> keep going? Or do you guys want to... Well, I, I well, why don't we? Why don't you do all the way to number two, and then we can go, okay. and then we'll do all the do, and then we can all go around for our number one pick. Okay, no, number three for me is Baby Driver. I thought it was good a good movie, a uh, fun, romantic action movie musical. <laughs> I couldn't stop listening to the soundtrack after I watched it. I, I went and saw it three times, and I, I had that soundtrack on my playlist for like a month Damn, that's awesome so i what i what i meant earlier is like i saw it through this musical like lens and i wasn't looking at story structure at all so i was kind of just surprised that there was even i didn't even think there was a villain really honestly i mean i i saw that like bad people but like bad people i didn't think that there was like this big michael keaton or like a vulture type you know character well i wasn't expecting like somebody was masterminding his like destruction, but I expected some sort of climax one on one between Baby and one of the characters. Gotcha. And the least one you thought was going to be John Hamm since he seemed so yeah. likable at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. we saw we saw why though because his you know his woman got killed. Oh and yeah, of so course. He totally flipped. Yeah, of course. Perfect sense. But like, if you put a gun to my head and right before the and had me watch the first uh, ten, oh, like the first. Uh, you know, 20 minutes of this movie and said, okay, who, who do you think is the villain? I would not have picked John Hamm. Right. I would have gone with Jamie Foxx Jamie. until the moment when he just up and kills him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's very, very uh, sudden and not expected. Yeah. Uh, I showed it to my parents the other day and dad like got up to leave like right before he, <laughs> He like crashes the car and kills Jamie Foxx, and I paused it because I was like, "This is where it gets insane. You need to see this." Nice. <laughs> okay, look, hang on. I lost my What's list. Where's my list? Where's my list? Where's where's that? There it is. All right. Number two. Wind River. Ooh. This is by uh, Taylor Sheridan, who did Hell or High Water, and I think Bleacher wrote uh, Sicario. Uh, I've been hearing good things his, about River. I need to check it out. This is his uh, directorial debut. Yeah, it's a small movie. It's got Jimmy Renner in it and Elizabeth Olsen from the Avengers movies. <laughs> That's the so only we have, thing we have uh, Hawkeye and the... Uh, only from that. Hawkeye and the... Torch Lady, forgot her name. But uh, basically, it's, uh -huh. it's it's based on uh, actual 
statistics cool. about the indigenous people. It's it's very uh, it's a very dark and revealing movie, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, um, I will go next, I guess. Let me re-pull up my list again. All right. So my number five was a disaster artist. Uh, you mentioned, you know, pretty much everything, everything that was fantastic about it. And I'll go in a little more detail. I know, of course. James Franco as Tommy Wiseau is absolutely hilarious. Like, seriously, one of the funniest performances that I have seen this year, but also one of, like, the most honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, you can, you can really see the passion that Tommy had for, for this movie. He wanted to make it good, and you can see the absolute devastation when he realizes that that's not what happens. That it is much worse than he thought it was. Um, I, I put it a little further down my list. It might have been a little up, uh, more up. I usually don't, um, I usually don't take in um the fact that it is an adaptation of something. Um, like for instance, like if 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 I was ranking Harry Potter movies, I usually wouldn't uh talk about oh well yeah you know this was in the book but this was left out and let it stand on its own. However. There's some things about this movie that, that you know is a little more com- a little more com uh, con- what's the word um um so it, it's it, it, they have a run time they have to meet and so they can't uh, put in everything but there's some things that were in the book that I kind of wish was um was addressed like the fact that there is a like the fact that uh there was a moment um, when Greg moved to LA, Tommy didn't immediately live in the apartment with him. It was uh, Tommy would later just suddenly showed up at the apartment and um, and lived uh, and started living with him because he was because he started to become he, he saw um, Greg starting to get some roles and he thought, well, if Greg can do it, I can do it. Oh, Sorry. really? If Greg can do it, I can do it. Um, and uh, then there was like there's a whole confrontation with the two where after where they go on where they go on this road trip. Uh, well, that's not really a road trip. They have this whole confrontation where uh, uh, where everything comes to a head. Where Tommy takes him on a ride and they go on a on the interstate and he starts driving really fast. And there is a point where Greg really starts fearing for his life. Um, and cutting in out. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you actually sounded more like Tommy. Stop the internet. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the one thing that I kind of wish that they had included, and it, those things are just superfluous. I think it all. Uh, flowed very well in it, but uh, the last thing I wish that they included was the fact that at the very end, Tommy, with some convincing from Greg, uh, does uh, does finally you know uh, accept the film for what it is. However, in real life, it took him much longer to to finally get to the get to the point where he is now, instead of just that one night. Yeah, it's kind of Hollywood. Awesome. 
Um, it was kind of weird. But then again, at the same time, Tommy wouldn't have had it any other way. It's very Hollywood movie that way. Um, that being said, it's still, you know, it, uh, James Franco does some really good. I liked to, you know, I thought Seth Rogen was really hilarious um, with his, you know, straight man humor of like, of having to deal with Tommy's, uh, you know, wackiness. Uh, uh, Dave Franco did a fantastic job as, as Greg, um, all around really funny move, movie. I, I saw it. I've seen it three times and I probably will end up seeing it a fourth time while I'm back here in Nashville with some friends who haven't seen it yet. So great cameos that. too. Yeah. This is the first My time. My number that... four is Blade Runner. Good. Oh, uh, this is the first time that Dave Franco really impressed me too as, as an actor. Not that I've seen him in too much, but uh, he was really good in this one. Sorry. No, it's okay. I would actually, I would actually agree with that. Like, um, because there's a lot more dramatic things for him to do. And I think all the things that I've seen him in haven't been really dramatic. And you know, whenever a, a comedic actor for me can, you know, really, you know, grasp on to uh, something dramatic, there, I think that it really that it really ups it. Mm-hmm. Uh. Let me see here. Uh, oh, yeah. So my number four, by the way, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. My number four is Blade Runner 2049. Um, just uh, just to expand on yeah. some of the things that have already been said, it's such a beautifully shot film. Um, it is uh, – that's that's one of the big things. It is absolutely gorgeous. They, they keep – they manage to keep the same – retro futuristic mm-hmm. style that the original blade runner had and you know and not only kept it but uh, but you know it has been uh, what well, i think it's supposed to have been like 30 year uh, about 25 30 years mm-hmm. since the previous blade runner so they've obviously there's some things that have been improved on updated but still natural uh naturally updated from what they had before mm-hmm. um there is some more, in, you know. There is some more interesting um, themes that were addressed. And, you know, in the first movie, there was, you know, of course, the whole class system. You know, there's humans, and then there's replicants. The replicants were obvious, you know, being, you know, you know, mass mass production, uh, mass production uh, humanoids. They, uh, you know, they are obviously looked down upon. And whatnot. You know, in this universe, it's the same. I mean, in this movie, it's the same thing. But it's actually interesting because you also have this AI, and the AI, and these AIs. Like, uh, uh, is it uh, is the one that he has? Her name is either. I think it's. I think it's Joy. Um, mm-hmm. The one that uh, that. Um, uh, I'm blanking on them. Uh, what's the actor's name? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's character has is actually looked down upon by replicants like replicant like outside of outside of ryan gosling who's head over heels in love with in love with her um the other um the other replicants you know uh you know criticize her for you know you know she might be she might have a mind but she doesn't have a body you know that's that kind of it's that mm-hmm. kind of thing so there's even a further class system and you can see that these replicants um to despite 
um, you know, being oppressed, oppress, um, uh, you know, oppress others and think um, other um, intelligent beings are inferior to them. So they're not at fault either. Um, not to, and, and not to mention they keep the whole, uh, they, they bring back Decker, but still keep the whole, is Decker a replicant or not mm-hmm. thing? You know, they keep it vague. They don't, they don't, uh, talk about, uh, whether, whether or not, which I, um, he is or not, which I think is very, uh, very interesting and, and, uh, keep, you know, keeps that mystery still alive, which I think is a, is a big alert to the whole, uh, um, the whole universe in itself. So, uh, Blade Runner 2049, definitely worth checking out, but I would highly suggest watching the first Blade Runner movie, uh, director's cut because, uh, some things don't make sense if you if you just watch the theatrical one. Um, my number my number three is three billboards outside of uh, Ebbing, Missouri. You know what? What can I say that you guys haven't already said? Like, there's some really fantastic. Man, you guys like that movie, huh? Oh, it's a fantastic movie. There's there is some real. I mean, the the dialogue is quick. It's mm-hmm. witty. It's super dark. Um. And uh, yes, yeah, Sam Rockwell has one of the be- uh, like one of the best trans um, transformations of a character that I have seen. Um, I'm blanking on the actress's name. Who's the main actress? What's what's her name? I don't remember her name. Frances McDormand. I think it yeah, was Frances McDormand. Oh my God, Frances McDormand. Yeah, yeah Frances McDormand. Was, I thought it was supposed to be her, but they switched at the last second. No, uh, that's uh, Christopher Plummer and Kevin Spacey. Well, the fact that yeah, the fact that I <laughs> got that, the fact that I, I forgot right. is is a disservice to her because she is absolutely phenomenal in this movie. Like uh, the, the just the, just the fact that she can keep a straight face throughout all the all the shit she does is absolutely great. Um, nothing. The, the, I think the best part about this movie is nothing is black and white in this movie. Everything is gray. Like everybody does some shitty things in this movie. Everybody has some good things about their character. Nothing it, like one person might have one um, outlook in life, but the other the other has a different outlook. But both are right and wrong in different ways. It's actually pretty fascinating. Martin McDonough is absolutely a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, writer. And uh, and I think he'd also directed this one. Oh yeah, um, yes. mm-hmm. he's a, he's he is a, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, a he's a he's a pretty famous master. playwright in Ireland, I believe. Oh he's yes, absolutely. Yeah. Some yeah. you get a chance. The uh, Lieutenant of Inishmore. There's I think I've got that right. Uh, I think it's Lieutenant. I uh, there's that one. There's uh, the Beauty Queen of Lanon. Some really fantastic uh, um, plays that uh, that he has done. So my number two is Coco, actually. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I'm an animation nerd, so there's some bias when it comes to that, but I, but I just absolutely loved this movie. There's some, there's, you know, there, I mean, it, there's a lot for kids to love. I mean, it is ultimately a kid's movie, um, or a family movie, ultimately, but there's some themes that are really, that are really interesting that are explored there. The idea that uh, they explore the, I think the one of the biggest fears that humankind has, and that is the fear of being forgotten. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, which is, you know, I mean, you know, I, th- I have, I have that fear, um, uh, and whatnot. It is, uh, I mean, ju- just the fact that the whole, um, just, I mean, you guys have seen this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, just the fact that the, in the afterlife, your, your life force in the afterlife is determined by if people remember you is really, uh, is, is, is kind of scary in a way. Cause you, um, but it makes sense in the, uh, in the, um, in the celebration of Dia de las Muertas where, you know, they put, they have, they have these, uh, I, I'm, and I and apologize if I'm butchering like what um, pronunciation. Why not? They have these, you know, shrines for their love for their loved ones. They put out f- their favorite foods and whatnot. Um, and just the fact that these these beings, uh, the fact uh, for their consciousness to keep living on requires them to be remembered by their loved ones. Um, is kind of is is kind of scary, but also really really touching um and whatnot and of course that ending scene with the with the song i just find it great that that song there is a song called remember me is played several times with different um with um with you know different um reasonings behind it and but the final one uh where it's literally a life or death situation um is one of the one of the most heartbreaking, uh, um, one of one of the most heartbreaking, but also heartwarming uh, uh, moments in in recent movie history oh, that yeah. I've seen. I really yeah. loved it. Uh, but yeah, that's me. Oh yeah. Um. So my number five was Blade of the Immortal. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Two and a half hour uh, manga adaption. Uh, imagine the uh, crazy 88 fight scene from the end of Kill Bill Volume 1, but it happens twice. Uh, at the beginning and end of this movie. Uh, absolutely insane. Takashi Mike's 100th film. Um, basically, it's a fantasy set during the samurai era and so this samurai is is on the verge of death and a witch like makes it so he can't die um and then he ends up going on basically a almost like true grit type revenge <laughs> story yeah. with this little girl and uh yeah it's just insane hundreds of people die <laughs> It is literally, I mean, it is literally an, I mean, it, I mean, it was a manga first and an anime uh, and it did have an anime ab- adaptation. I did look, look it up. It is, but they really, can, you can really tell that this came from some anime cliches, but at the same time, I fucking loved it. I agree. It was awesome. So, um, so my number four is the disaster artist, which we talked about a lot. Um, number three is Get Out. Uh, this one was just so socially relevant 
and I think it explained racism in a way that people could understand better. Um, and it manages to be really funny, and just the plot itself is just like so insane, but it makes perfect sense. And also, like, really got me into childish Gambino. So all those things combined. Um, then my number two is uh, The Shape of Water. I fucking love this movie. Uh, for me, it, it's a return to form by Rumble Del Toro. Uh, he hasn't... This is easily his best since Pan's Labyrinth. And this is the sort of movie I think he should be doing, not uh, Pacific Rim, not... Even Crimson Peak, uh, I mean, if, if Crimson Peak had been better written, maybe, but, uh, but there's just, just the fact that he was able to convincingly make this romance between this deaf woman and the creature from the Black Lagoon, that, like, it's so unexpected and odd, but it works so well, and just, you know, it's heartwarming, exciting um and just really great love story which is and it's super weird but uh it really highlights his love of monsters and i i think it's gonna go down as like probably in his like top five uh definitely of his his directorial work yeah i i do i do agree i think the only reason that the uh that that the shape of water wasn't on my top ten. I think I, I think I didn't have as near of a connection. Like uh, like, oh no, you know what? It's because they didn't they didn't show the fish penis. I, I think that they <laughs> needed to show the fish penis. <laughs> nah, I mean it just I, I don't think it affected me near as much as like you and whatnot. But I like it was it's still a fantastic movie. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I haven't seen it. Check it out. But, uh, I it's, it. my, it's like number one of my anticipated right now. Yeah. Oot. Oot. Well, speaking of my number one, might have guessed it. It's Logan. Oot. Uh, another one that got hit me emotionally. I mean, we've been following these characters for fucking seventeen years. And just just having this this uh, I guess it's the one-off superhero movie of its own. I mean, we did a whole podcast on it back in March, but um, it's just like a one-off rated R Western superhero movie about coming to terms with your eventual passing and kind of like Coco in a way, but not really. <laughs> just but there's still a lot of themes about death, life, love. It's just a human film for a superhero movie, and the for, for, performance by Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman and Daphne Keene, those three, they just carry the movie. It's a small movie for a superhero Marvel movie, and it's just it's just a very, it, I don't know, it's just so good. <laughs> I think that's no, that's it. I I look. I tend to agree with that because I guess my number one is uh, is also Logan. But I need to also say 
that I couldn't decide between Logan and this other movie. So they're both my number one. I'm sorry. I cheated. No, I cheated. Uh, it's between Logan and Baby Driver. Um, <laughs> look, okay. So I'll, I'll, let me talk about Baby Driver first. Because uh, you, you talked a good amount about Baby Driver. Both of you talked a good amount about Baby Driver. Um, I would just like to highlight real quick. Um, in addition to everything that you guys said, the editing in this movie is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Like, yeah. I would like, and I'll highlight the one of um, right after the opening scene. Um, if you go and watch that scene where he goes and gets coffee, and there's that song playing in the background. If you look in the background and see the graffiti, yeah, it's the lyrics. The graffiti is the lyrics to the song that is playing. It is um, perfectly timed. Too. It is just the fact that they. I want. I would have died to be on set as a fly on the wall, just watching and seeing how meticulous they, um, how meticulously they did all that. It is, it it is a true delight. Not to mention some outstanding performances, um, uh, outstanding performances throughout it all, and not to mention. Not to mention, I was guessing about who the who the villain would be. Everything was ta- I was taken by surprise every time. Seriously, it is amazing. I absolutely loved it. Logan is the Wolverine movie that I always wanted. Um, first and foremost, it is. I mean, uh, you can see it's all. I mean, you can see just the years of. That just the years that um, have taken a toll on this character. Um, he has, you know, saved people over and over and over again, and um, and find, you know, and is now uh, so and is now old and so disillusioned that he doesn't think he could save anymore after such a huge loss uh, to his character. Um, and it, it, just the fact that he has to take care of. Of the of the man who, on accident, obviously killed the entire X Men uh, team. Mm-hmm. You can see it. You can see that. The, you can see in his eyes that you know. Mostly, he he does he does love and care for uh, Professor Xavier, but you know does have that resentment um, for for him. Um, um, but it's also I just like to throw out that Daphne King as uh, X-23 is probably one of the best child performances I have seen in recent years. Um, you know, right up there with like the, the Stranger Things kids. Like he is like, like she is amazing. Like she was amazing. Um, she like, and she brought a lot of heart to, um, to a movie where the heart, uh, where you could obviously the um, heart of Wolverine was withered and dying and, and he, she basically brought him back to caring. And I would also throw out that this movie, not just a good superhero movie, but it's just a generally good movie. I, I would, I highly suggest it to anyone who, who loves movies in general. It is, I mean, in, in many ways, you don't need to know too much about Wolverine and the X-Men's backstory to love this movie i think that that like maybe you can you know, read a brief synopsis but like it's you would enjoy it i feel like having never seen a single wolverine movie 
I, I agree. And uh, my number one is also Logan. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think this is the only one we're all dreaming on on this thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say that you guys have already. Um, Just the, I mean, look back about Daphne King. I mean, Keen. Uh, her X-23 performance is really more physical, too. She doesn't really talk until this very key moment near the end of the movie, and, you know, it just really pays off. Mm -hmm. And... I agree. Even uh, Stephen Merchant, who does mostly comedies, I mean, he was amazing at his... Uh, I forgot the character's name. But Caliban. Caliban, yeah. I also, I also really enjoy... Uh, um, I also really enjoyed one of the things that was so funny is that, you know, throughout you have to, you know, pay attention and whatnot to kind of get the idea of what happened, like why they're, why they're so, why there's pretty much no more mutants now and what happened to the, uh, the X-Men. Cause, cause even when the vil main, like the main villain of the, uh, movie start i just love that scene where he starts basically explaining everything and and why he's done what he does and then you know halfway through his explanation logan just shoots him in the face yeah <laughs> it's just like i don't need your ex i don't need your stupid explanations anymore like <laughs> yeah. i thought you were talking about xavier in the bed when he was like explaining oh well, you know I made mistakes, and then it's like not really Logan. That was a, that was yeah. a huge reveal, and I was like, "This is horrific!" Holy shit! That's Holy shit. oh no, that was also just as shocking. Like, like I figured that probably at least Xavier was gonna die in this movie. Me too. Um. Uh, but I didn't expect it that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I noticed there was something off about Wolverine. And I immediately thought maybe it's Sabretooth, but I didn't expect the clone thing. <laughs> like, that was that was interesting. But then on, like, the my next time I saw um, it, I was like, oh, they have clues there that it's coming. X-24. Yeah. I think they, they usually did. show you X-24, like, two times on, like, documents. <laughs> um, no, I do. They do. I'd also like to throw this out. Out of all these movies, like here's the deal. Like out of all these movies, I think the movie that I saw the most in theaters was Logan. Uh, the the Disaster Artist will actually, if I see it again, it will match it up. But he, like in the difference of like I watched the Disaster Artist three times, and by the third time, like I still liked it, but like I knew all the beats, I knew everything was coming. Like it it was a, you know I got a little bit of. Uh, you know, it was a little less good for me uh, at that point. However, <laughs> however, Logan, every single time I went back to see it in the theater, I loved it. There was never a moment where I was like, you know what, I'm bored now. I know what's going to happen. No, the, 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 the performances is what kept me mm -hmm. intrigued and going. And every time there was something, something new that I saw that was like, oh, wow. I just love uh, when they try to ram the fence. And in any other movie, that would totally work. And it doesn't work in that one, and they have right. to back up and go the other way. And just the fact that they actually oh, stop and have a meal with, with a family. 
in the middle of a movie. Yeah. You know, middle of a superhero movie or whatever. I don't know. It just, it just brought it back down to earth. And then the entire family is slaughtered yep. in the scene. Yep. And yeah, and yeah. The, the 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 dad of the family. I'm I'm pretty sure he would have died earlier, but it's just cool. He comes back and gets kind of his little revenge with the shotgun to X24, and then he's he's out of bullets for Logan, and he just passes out. I don't know. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many things in this. Like you got the hillbilly guys. They're like, "Hey, boy, what are you doing?" It's like X24, and he just takes his head off. It's just, it's just there's so many rewarding scenes in that movie. Yeah, and I uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but I really liked uh, I really liked what I'm gonna call redneck uh, redneck uh, cyber arm dude. Oh yeah, he's in Narcos. Yeah. Like he was, he was, he was a good villain. I, 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 I really, I, I really enjoyed him. And and when he finally got his comeuppance, when with all the, uh, when all the other uh, child mutants got uh, used their powers on him, I was like, yeah, get him. There's that oh, yeah. scene at the uh, casino where he like stumbles out of the truck. Like you can tell he's actually scared too in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I just love the the realism of the movie too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, so we have good lists. That's the reason that this is our this is our favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not really, expect that. I kind of did because <laughs> it wasn't coming up on any of our lists, and I was like, "There's no way it doesn't make our list." Like, yeah. So nobody had the post. I mean. I haven't even seen it yet. I don't. I don't need to. And look, I'd like to just throw this out. If Hugh Jackman isn't isn't even at least nominated for his performance um, for Best Actor, uh, that's going to be a absolute disappointment to me. It doesn't for, look good and, for the movie even. I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't look like they're going to get any nominations really. Because they didn't get any uh, for Golden Globe. I don't think they've got many for any other award show, but I'm not sure. Disappointing. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean... Disappointed! Yeah, I hope it does, but probably not. I mean, but who knows? Mad Max Fury Road got nominated, and I don't, I don't... I wasn't actually expecting that, so... Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, why not Logan if Mad Max did? It is the Mad Max of 2017. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, a good list, and uh, we'll be doing a, uh, a worst of 2017 with probably more debates than this <laughs> list. Worst. Um, but yeah, this has been the uh, Nerdfiles Podcast Top 10 Movies of 2017. Ooh. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Um, I'm Dan. I'm Tom. And I'm Ian. Until next time. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Woo! Woo!
Oh. <laughs>